Are you guys ready to do a fucking show? Let go no. of the day. Wait, we have a show opener. No. I'm, uh, that's me. No. All right, well. No. Puck it. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if- Wow. Are you quite finished? Wow. Are you quite finished? <laughs> I'd like to play the jingle now and start the show. Thank you. We will try again. Burpee pants. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. <laughs> now we can start our show. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. And at the end, we sing a song. Aww. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, pervert. All Hi. one, <laughs> one of Marks Mark on the couch studying. And waves. <laughs> I'm Fee. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie. And oh, goodness, here we are. Show number two. Are you guys excited about show number two? I I can't believe we made it through fucking show number one. What? Wait, no. Not yet? No, we're giving that little intro. Here are things coming up in the show. We have, you know, FetLife stuff, you know, masochism, your levels of pain. But Boogie... I have big news. We're trying to get like a thing. Oh. It looks like she has to go potty. No, she don't, has no, the excited no, no, no potty for Fee. I did, I learned my lesson about that one. But I have big news. All right, Fee, what's your big news? I, I broke my dry spell. <gasps> you got laid. I got laid. Oh. All right, fine. That's big news. That is that is big news. Give okay, us the details. Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fuck the show. Uh, you guys can listen, but just... We want it, all no, I didn't are... fuck the show. I fucked a girl. Oh. You fucked a girl? Well, actually, she fucked me. Did oh. you scissor her? No. Ew. How do you fuck a girl? She, she had a strap on. Oh. Wow. You got penetrated? I did. Penetroda? Oh, my God. Pen- penetroda? Hey, Pen- that's, a, that's a word. Shut up. It's back on feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I got, I got fucked, yo. Twice. You got, twice. You got fucked? Ooh. Twice. Did you have a mammogasm? Oh. I, a what? A mammogasm. That's like a man mammogasm. Oh, because I thought that was like when I come for my tits, which I do like all the time. Oh. That, oh. Actually, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Mammogasm. Hey, that does. That thank does you. Thank you. I coined a phrase. Oh. Via, you used, you used it inappropriately. Whatever. We all work together. Collaboration. Teamwork. And then you slap your name on it and say you coined it. He likes slapping things. And coining. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, honey. Thank you. That is right. How long has it been? Since before that or since then? Since you were penetrated. Before that. Before that, it had been, uh, there was like one one failed attempt in the last four years. Oh. How do you oh. fail fucking? Don't, don't put really? her on the spot I'm just like asking. That. There are many ways failing. Don't put her words. It's there's, just there's, 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 there, Okay, there was one last year. There okay. was actual penetration, but it wasn't, I didn't. So you just call it a failure. You didn't come. I didn't really. Oh. That's, then that's oh. not, so that that's makes no. sex if you have an orgasm? Of this course. is a whole new definition now of well, sexuality. Uh, but if you hadn't done it in three and a half years, mm-hmm. that no, kind of uh, is a thing. He, he, it was very vanilla and he was boring. Did he like um, stare into your eyes and like say, when I orgasm, I want you to orgasm with me? And then you had to fake it? 
actually. Why um, is everyone looking at me? Because <laughs> you're talking. I, I, I've forgotten like most of it. I just know that at, at one point he was behind me uh, from behind and I just kind of turned around and went like, just, just shove it in my ass. Oh. oh. Which, I, feel bad. I hope you're not listening. Which is why, you why know, is that bad? Although that could be sexy. That, that you mm. can I feel sexy listen. for him, but I wanted someone to fucking take me. Rare. And you did. You got took. I got taken. I got tooken. I, tooken. I got tooken. tooken. I got tooked. You got penetrated. <laughs> I got penetrated. I, I like tooked. I got my, my so, so now you're just a wild, crazy, uh, well, sexually energized whore? Well, I mean, I always was. I'm just now not one that hasn't had sex in four years. Oh, no. That means, oh, you're, you're good. Popped. You know oh, what, no. Yes. Oh, Damn bravo. good job. Bravo. Congratulations. Bravo. Damn good Congratulations. Job. But that means you popped your cherry. It's like it's like when you're drinking and you had go pee. Now you're going to have to go and get more. That's pretty much what's happening. Oh. Yeah. It's getting. Uh, it's, <laughs> so yeah. we're just going to have to make sure you get oh. laid. So, well, so then today at the supermarket, some guy actually hit on me <gasps> and oh. asked me for my number. Yeah. Did you just see the trail of ooze coming from you? <laughs> ew. That is dis- What? Wow. That's, ew. So yeah, I gave him my number. We got a date for Sunday. <laughs> hey. Hey. The, da- <laughs> the dam has broken. <laughs> so like, did he use some smooth line on you or just, just you he know, just be me. like, hi, you're hot. He helped me find some trash bags, told me which ones to stay away from, and then Aww. said, look, I'm not shy. Give me your number. And he gave like, you okay. trash that, that, bag. That works? <laughs> hey, baby, try the glad. The hefties aren't really strong. Fuck Tom Bosley. But it also, God damn it. that also is like, hey, I'm a serial killer, and I'm making sure you have the brand I want. <laughs> well, it was more like, don't buy the super cheap stuff because it'll tear. That's what I'm so saying. So then I was like, well, I've, I haven't. I haven't had to buy trash bags in a year and a half, so I was like, I don't know. So your house is just fucked, or what? <laughs> no. Are you a hoarder? <laughs> like, what, yeah. What's... Well, no. My my late husband was a hoarder, and I've just run out of after a year and a half. I've just run out of laundry detergent and trash bags for oh. the first time in a year and a half. So Jeez. I've had to go and buy those things for the first time. So today. guys, uh, just a little uh, tip: you uh, <laughs> help a girl with her. Uh, Trash bag <laughs> needs, and, uh, and and then maybe you'll get to fuck her, maybe. Wow, you're already ready. Wow. Just, look, you know what? Maybe we should just uh, should we start the show? Yeah, let's <laughs> the show. Oh, oh shit. Um, what? I, what? Oh, no. you, I, you know, I was supposed to make jingles for these. Wait, no, I made the uh, um. One, hang, two, hang on. Fat life stuff. <laughs> Fat life, fat life stuff, stuff, stuff. I'll swear next few weeks. Fat, fat life stuff. Then more stuff. I, I fucking, look, I had a lot to do. Start the thing. Just start. Fatlife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people. And every week we talk a bit about the stuff that Fatlife people are talking about. For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about specifically has granted us permission to do so. Damn straight. Damn straight. So first up, hey guys, you know we're really lucky here in Los Angeles. Do you know why? Why? Because Fee got laid and now she's in heat leaving a trail getting trash bags. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Because here in the Los Angeles area, we have access not to just one, but a selection of local dungeons. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an excellent blog a couple of weeks ago that went into a lot of detail on what it takes to put together a local play space and make it available to the community. Everything from securing a location, which apparently isn't all that easy once the landlord figures out what you want to do. Oh, you don't even want to know what Threshold went through, the years that they went through looking for a place. And then there's the expenses that go into prepping it, furnishing it, running it, maintaining it. 
So um, I'm actually of the four of us, one of the newer members of Threshold and to the local community. And I was wondering for the rest of you, uh, what brought you out to the local play space and what keeps you involved in places like Threshold? Janitorial supplies, especially like trash bags, I because I know that if, that that if I show. get real, well, now I know if I get good at it, I get my dick sucked. <laughs> I came here for bags. Oh, Just swoon. Swoon. Look, look, look. Oh. I got two girls here that are like, hey. Oh, Boogie, show us your trash bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a zip tie for you. <laughs> he needs a trash bag. I got a cinch it. tie right there. I don't know what brought us hit to the dungeon. Yeah, what a brought sec- you out to the dungeon? Uh, I was kinky and uh, some. I was an online dom-ish. And uh, yes, yes, I was. I, I needed them. No, no. And uh, so, of course, I knew everything. But then someone's like, hey, I do this for real. And I've been I'd heard of Threshold since like 1980 something. And so I'm like, oh, OK, I know that place. And I went and now I haven't left. Like literally, literally. Okay. Here, here. Yeah, still here. Um, for me, I had friends who were members and they had suggested it. Um, also, the fact that it has a very, at least Threshold has a very um, good reputation for safety and cleanliness. Uh, and what kept me here is besides the wonderful people. Um, anal. Yes, anal kept me here. That's that's every day in the dungeon. At every orientation. Especially when guys fuck you bad. Yeah, no. Apparently now that's the trick to anal. Just fuck her really lame and she'll finally just go, dude, just do it in the ass, which is where I wanted to be in the first place. Douche. (laughs) Anyway. um, So no, and part of the reason I actually stayed is, to be honest, is is, uh, the volunteering. The fact that I I, I volunteered, like, they suckered me in. Now I feel... (laughs) I feel closeness to everyone, and now I just keep coming back and volunteering to do stuff. What about you, Kathy? Uh, I was just fucking horny. Got on. <laughs> That's the answer I wanted. Yeah. That's why I depend on Kathy. Did a Google search, found out it was like two miles from my home, came over here the same night, orientation, joined that night, stayed for the party that night, just never left. Never left. So did I. There's a friend that brought me out to threshold but i'd been to a couple of the other local ones and uh really for me it's uh the access to people who are willing to hit me and mm. uh and that fun furniture that i can't have in my house without answering to my mother what the hell is and that? the scream screaming usually doesn't work well for neighbors eh, screaming yeah, is my neighbors my neighbors are fine no i had the, actually had the police called on me once for recording a dirty christmas song I believe that. Neighbors, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was recording a dirty Christmas song, and I was doing gang vocals by myself with headphones on so no one could hear. And part of the start was, get on your knees! Get on your knees! And I had to sing it over and over and over because I was the only fucking idiot singing. And like literally 20 minutes later, open the fucking doors to police! And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I'm singing a Christmas song! And they're like, open the fuck! I just swear to God, I open the door, and there's nine cops with their guns pointed at me. And they drag me out of my house and whatever. So, yeah, it's nice to be in a place space <laughs> where, where I can actually tell someone to get on their knees or tie them up and drag them down a hallway. That never happens. What are you talking about? That never about? happens except three days ago, which was totally fucking it hot. It was really hot. That was so hot. I had a hood on abyss. Wait, had I left already? You had left. You didn't yeah. see? Oh, my see? gosh. It was amazing. It was awesome. This is what happens when I leave early. You should never leave. You really? Well, honey, I, didn't, I thought you saw it. No. We'll have to do it again. We'll have okay. to do it again. Oh, yeah. I'll drag you. I'll drag her by handcuffed and screaming, <laughs> literally down the hall. Down the hall. But I think the, the point hall. that I'm trying to make is is that these are the things you get to do in a play space. And I think what Fee and this blog was making was that it is hard to run a dungeon. It costs a lot. The fucking mat aside that we spray our equipment with costs forty dollars a gallon. 
Yeah. I mean, things cost a lot of money. And if you're not going and supporting your local dungeons, then how are they going to stay open so that you have a place to play? So, if you have a local dungeon and if you you don't, even private parties still have a lot of stuff they have to go through to deal with neighbors and stuff like that. Which means basically what we're saying is we, we heart those who are brave enough to uh, set up the brick and mortar places for us to play. Thanks. So. Thanks, and, thanks everyone who does that and, and shows up and pays and... Volunteers and and do it more because Jesus, I mean, how you know, for like 30, I mean, anywhere our parties are anywhere from like 10 to 25, and other clubs around the country, um, are anywhere from you know, like 10 to 30, 40 dollars. But like, where can you go to have an experience like that and to be around people doing the types of things that we get to do in our dungeons and play spaces for that? I mean, Jesus, going. And getting a couple drinks at a bar is going to end up costing you 50 bucks if you have a couple of people. That's actually what the part of the breakdown was the, uh, like, just the movies, if you go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And popcorn and all that. Plus, and we feed you. Well, well we, we have we give awesome snacks. food spreads. We have we, snacks. We have no, we snacks. don't. Well, when we you lots cook. Of food. Yeah, well. It's when awesome. Kathy cooks. You're an overachiever. By the way. Well, it's good I've, food. The other, the other two dungeons that I've gone to, I've also had food every time I've gone there, too. So, yeah, I guess yeah. that's pretty normal. Yeah. Snacks. Snacks. Yeah. And Except when Boogie's hosting. Spread. It's just cheese and crackers. Fucking you should be grateful for it, <laughs> God damn it. Because in Vincennes, like... Indiana, <laughs> or somewhere in fucking Ipswich... There may not be a dungeon. Maybe it's just a barn or a house and they got a like a crate there and it's like that's our dungeon. We have to drive 50 miles or 100 kilometers to get there. I'm trying to notice how I'm trying to include, you know, the UK and mm-hmm. America. Nice. I just got stuck on barn cuz I got like a Fantasy that well, the reality is, is not everywhere has a place, <laughs> and so there should also be some gratitude if you do live in an area where you have to drive far, and that's the only place that you have there. Do your best to volunteer and support that place, so you actually do have a place to go, and nine cops don't drag you out of your house at gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about that, huh? So what's up next, Boogie? Um, actually, oh, th- whoa, 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 wait. Um, this was cool. You know, Malik. Not personally. Okay, well, Malik wrote a fucking <laughs> blog, and this is really good. This this right here is um, did, Kathy just gave me the sign on on the second. Okay, fine. Jesus, fucking Nazi. <laughs> Kathy just did the one minute sign. That's Ka- my job. Kathy, okay, Kathy, I take producer. my job seriously. I just started, and you're already cutting me off. Hmm. I just started. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, there's this blog, and this blog, and it's funny. And it's about the levels of pain and how you process pain. Is that better? What is your relationship with pain in regards to masochism was the blog uh, by Malik. And I thought it was really important because it put it into four phases or in four categories that I relate to. And I'll read those uh, to you and then we'll talk about it really quick because we have 30 seconds to do it. (laughs) Um, Type one level of pain processing um, is where? I'll go to type two because I can't find type one. Oh, psychologically broken is type one. That's what happens when I don't put numbers. Like the person that is psychologically broken and they seek to play um, because of maybe negative reasons or lack of validation or self-abuse is one category of people, why people uh, take pain. Type two would be pain for pleasure. There are some people out there who literally process pain as pleasure, people that come from pain. We've seen that a lot. Um, People that actually get that erotic sense while they're experiencing pain. Um, type three is really common. Uh, what comes after 
the person that doesn't necessarily like the pain, but they like the effect, whether it's the accomplishment of a goal, um, the high that you get from it after a certain amount. The cuddles. The cuddles where your brain releases (laughs) that. And then, of course, the fourth one, which I don't find really common because it's not my kink, and that is the type that suffers pain as a service to the top. Yeah, I get that one. Do you guys want to jump into these one by one, or do you guys just have some comments? I'll talk. Go, I, go for it. I Kath, do. Kathy, go ahead. I don't like pain, but I do suffer it, I guess, for as a sign of my submission. Hmm. Not really. It. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for mm-hmm. someone else. Yeah. Although I will say that at, at a certain point, the, the pain does turn erotic. I don't know why. Do you guys experience this? Mm-hmm. After a certain amount of pain, it starts to become really... So my juices start flowing mm-hmm. and it starts to become really erotic but not at first at first it's i'm supposed to take this whether it's a punishment or whether it's being i'm being forced to do something hmm. um i know like and one of the things i did like that he uh mentioned was that people can fluctuate in between they're not just categorized into one because i i've noticed at least for me personally i can go from two through four mm-hmm. um like for me if uh, it's funny. I get this look on my face and my, I cinch my jaw and you know it's no longer a, this is a play thing. It's a, I'm either doing this for my top or I am doing this for me because I'm challenging. Um, but and then that's when you say mean things to me. I call re- me a poopy head. I <laughs> meowing at you. No, no, actually, no. That's that's. No, that's, there's that's, there's been yeah. quite a few. Go fuck yourself. There's, fuck off. I hate you. you. There's been a couple of those. You fucking gargoyle cat fucking monster dick tickle. Wow, that one. That one. I'm impressed. I was able to get out. Yeah, I mean, um, you get really aggressive. I, it sounds like it. It's kind of hot. Mm, but um, the other thing is uh, like. Good girl spankings. We were the because mm-hmm. just because you're receiving pain doesn't mean you're receiving it at full bore. Like, I mean, like any amount of like the mostly impact and stuff. I can get I can get turned on from that, like flogging, good girl spankings, and even you know chasing the high afterwards too. Because you know if I get hit with a cane, the first like I get the like foot stomping. Fuck you. <laughs> but then you're mugging to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's basically the like foot stomping fuck you and then like you get you know your endorphins are released and you're like oh okay this is okay <laughs> yeah i i feel the same way i i fluctuate between the last three uh there's some pain that I, I i i can't even call it pain because it feels good uh there's uh rope pain is just yum um spanking yum Thuddy pain, yum. You, you bring out a cane or that sorority paddle <laughs> <laughs> that you hit lopsided on my ass with. <laughs> Why are you all laughing? You that do. was your ass that and, just needed and, one side. And when you start to hit with those things, uh, especially canes, because there's only like three of you guys that are allowed to do that on me, uh, those things, it switches over where I'm now doing it for the top as a suffer in service sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then the, uh, I do the uh, the emotional one. When I'm having a particularly emotional day, I will. I've told you guys. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really bad day for me. I need a scene. I need you guys to go a little heavier on me. But for that, I also go to tops who know, who've played with me more than once, who know what my normal limits are. So you know that just a little bit heavier is here. And because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit there and just take it till forever. And I need to trust the people 
holding the ouchy things that they're going to stop when they know I should stop. I think that's what makes having these categories, uh, at least for me as a top, because I, the second I read that, I'm like, yes, I recognize all of those because I think, uh, as, as the top, it's my responsibility to understand whether I'm playing with one person or 20 different people that everybody is different and everyone has their different way that they process. And everyone also has their own emotional situation that they're in. Like you're talking about, you know, Hey, I'm going to need a really heavy beating. Well, how heavy is that heavy beating? If I know you, I know that that is just an increment more than what you're used to getting. And that all just comes down to that communication, negotiation, understanding your bottoms, letting them, uh, communicate with you what their levels are, but also knowing that uh, Abyss is mostly what I notice uh, until very recently, the category in three where it's there was a challenge um, that it was foot stomping. It was, I can take this. I really love this. And then it started developing later to where we started getting to where there was actual more pleasure coming from that. And I think if you watch, if you don't watch for that, you miss it. And if you miss it, then you just shove someone in a category and you beat them the same way. And then it gets lame. Because Mm -hmm. even the same bottom could be different versions of those categories on different days. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was even at the blacklight party, you guys saw it where (laughs) (laughs) I felt it. Yeah. (laughs) She, Okay, hold on. How does this work? I was up against the cross. You were up against me, and then you were biting her, and she was smacking me fucking hard on the back, so like hard. So that she was, was processing. She was with you. That was using the, you to process. That's wonderful. Of all of the things that hit me that that evening, her hand smacking me on the back while you were biting her was the hardest, by far. And it's and it and the world just just keeps spinning. <laughs> Goddamn it, the world just keeps spinning. Polly is great. Polly is hard. Polly is sexy. Fucking hard. I need some Polly sanity. Polyamory can be amazing, but without hard work, it can plunge headfirst into a trash compactor of sizzling sodomous death. <laughs> sodomous. <laughs> right. Now here to help you navigate, communicate, and negotiate your way through your wild Polly adventure is boogie wait it's me again <laughs> who yeah. wrote this shit what is this you did god damn it okay we messed that up okay all right fine it's me again um until we find our super uh poly experts um you guys are pretty much stuck with uh with me not the expert mm. uh but a lot of us here know. are wait wait, wait, wait. Uh, no uh, there's, uh, there's 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 hang there's on. i was just gonna throw it to you jesus fucking christ don't get butt hurt. We are what I am butt hurt in my butt. That is what I am. So my experiences, uh, I of course am in a poly relationship with Abyss and Mark. Um and of course Kathy is in a polyamorous relationship. Yes. And Fee No. Fee avoids polyamory like the plague. So uh we wanted to have a segment because there are a lot of poly people struggling in these poly relationships and we don't have a lot of support and a lot of knowledge. There's some good books, The Ethical Slut. Uh what was the other one you were reading? Um Power Dynamics. Power Dynamics. Um so there's a there's a lot of good information out there, but a lot of times we're just kind of struggling and and we just wanted to have a segment where we just focused on, you know, kind of okay, here's some of the shit we deal with. So um once again, I don't claim to be 
have all the answers. I just know some things that work in our poly relationship. And uh, that brings me to it's okay to verbally poop. Yeah, we've been doing it on the podcast for two episodes oh. now. <laughs> That's very cute, Fee. I, I like to go. think that what we offer our listeners is something uh, completely uh, valid. Mm. But uh, thanks. No, it's okay to really poop. And what, what I'm talking about um, is, you know, sometimes when you're having feelings, you don't really know what your feelings are. And so to have to explain it to the person you're partnered with you hesitate. You don't want to explain because you're like, I don't even know what I feel, but I have all these feelings. And, and so you don't talk about it. And we know that that's poisonous when you're in a poly relationship. It's like fucking double poison because now what happens is without that sharing of the feelings, then people start spinning and you can get passive aggressive and resentments happen, whatever. So it's really important even in the beginning when you're having the feelings to just say, I'm having a feeling. And if you don't know what, you're, you can't actually articulate what you're going to say. That's where we kind of give each other permission, at least in our relationship, to go ahead and shit. Just go ahead and be messy. It's not going to come out. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. And what that does uh, is it gives us the ability to say, hey, some stuff's going to come out and some of it may sound offensive or hurt my feelings or make me butt hurt. But we're acknowledging that the other person is working out that feeling. And so instead of being quick to judge, we just say things like, "Would it? well, I hear you say this. Did you mean this or this? And then what that does is it gives us the ability to be interactive with it. Thoughts? Um, for me, at least in, in our situation, it's um, being able to create that safe space that you can express yourself and look at the person. And some of the things that really, at least for me, um, and this applies to all relationships thank you for noticing that you're welcome um but it's one of those things at least for me that um i work really hard a if someone is working it out to not take it personally because you can't defend you get you they may say something that hurts your feelings and you and you really do need to as the person in the relationship take a step back and go they're just working on it they're going to figure it out Give them a few minutes to process. Uh, and then what, what Boogie had said is go ahead and um, ask them. Like I, I used to do this a lot is like I used to ask, this is how I'm interpreting what you're saying. Is this what you mean to say? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's um, a big thing. Uh, recently we we had a conversation that I think one of the biggest turning points was just letting the person know that they are being heard we hear you we understand you are this is where you are coming from that was me by the way i was having a little bit of a meltdown and i had some feelings and it was just good that we it was good to see it in practice because i try to do that with you and say okay go ahead let's be messy but this was a time where i literally had to go i'm pissed off I'm having some really nasty feelings right now. I want to tell both of you to go fuck off and run away, which was my pattern for years and years and years. I don't want to run away. I just want to have the, I just, let's not take it personally, but I need to figure out what it is I'm feeling. And I think when I felt both of you guys, you know, giving me that time to be messy, it took some of the pressure off 
Because, you know, sometimes, oh, I'm supposed to have the answers and be whatever. And sometimes I'm just a fucking idiot that's like a little kid and I'm scared and I don't know what's going on. So it's not. it was really uh, exceptional for me to have you guys give me that support and just say, all right, go ahead and be messy. And then it was great because then you guys both got what you wanted and I didn't get what I wanted, but nobody's feelings got hurt. It was awesome. It was completely awesome. Mark, Mark's laughing at you. It was completely <laughs> awesome. You guys totally like, you know, I, we we did that, and you, I, you told us we should talk more, and then and we talk more, <laughs> and then and then I wanted to change the the song for polyamory. Mark, Mark, oh. Mark is finding it increasingly to, funny. Yeah, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> polyamory, you can't always get. Come on, Kathy, sing it. What you want. Come on, everyone, but if you, you try, try sometimes, you, you just might find, you just might find, you get what you need. Oh, yeah, polyamory. Oh, but, you, you know, I kind of let go. I kind of <laughs> let go. I mean, the bottom line is I got two horny chicks and they both like anal. So really, if I don't get my way all the time. Douche. Fuck it, right? <laughs> what? What? Mm. Is, that, is that? Kathy, what do you think? I think that those are some of the most amazing relationships when you're dealing with somebody who knows that it's not if you hit the wall, but when you hit the wall and they know to back off and nobody gets hurt feelings and you can come back because that, as you've often said, that builds the trust. It builds these examples. And then, you know, the next time you're going to mess up or the next time you have something difficult to say, you know how that person is going to react in a mature way. They're not going to freak out. They're not going to take it personally. And that relationship just gets stronger and stronger if you can do that every time. I like it. I think I think right there we just cured polyamory. Now fee, we just need to to get you uh, you know, seven relationships. What about three girls and three three I'll just do your fucking bit. Fee is magic. Sometimes tragic. She's dreaming about dick all day. And now she's got some shit to say. It's your new jingle. Thank you. I got to do a new jingle because it's every week you do Fee on Fee. So there, I got to do a new jingle. Otherwise, it'll be like, yeah, really? That fucking, okay. yeah. So that was the first time I'd heard that one. So oh. I'm still, I'm still. See, you're, li- you're magic and your I'm life is thank, tragic. Thank, okay. thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh, actually, my first topic uh, is very similar to what you were just talking about. It Mine is uh, about honesty, but it's not about being honest. It's about helping people be <laughs> honest with you. Everybody says they want honesty in a relationship, but somehow not everybody does it very well. Um, I think that there's an important element to expecting honesty from your partners, and that is learning how to take bad news well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 What? I was just agreeing with me. Uh, It's inevitable. We're going to hear things we don't like from our partners. And I think it's important to remember when that happens to take a moment and be grateful there's enough trust between you all or us all for them to feel safe being honest. Um, A very simple tactic that I use when someone tells me something I don't want to hear, like I'm seeing someone else. Um, (laughs) Fuck off and die. I have your social security number. Is thank you for being honest with me. That you know, you know that commercial for the candy bar where it's like they need a second to figure out what they're going to say and they, they pop the candy bar, right? That's my candy bar phrase. That's thank you for being honest with me. Let's them know I'm not going to flip out at you. I am acknowledging that what you just did took courage because hurting me 
takes courage. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it also gives me a chance to collect my thoughts and not have a knee jerk response to and set the their thing. car on fire and set their car on fire yeah. and write horrible horrible emails and set my car blogs. on fire. <laughs> set your house on fire i I don't know i don't i don't do that um anyway the result of learning to take bad news well in my experience is that my friends tend to not fear telling me the truth um they also they don't have to be brutal about it. it's not like they walk up and go oh my god your ass looks fat and that like no they it's you can be tactfully honest with people but still be honest with them um, but the other b- amazing benefit that I found is that when I have a friend of mine um, that I know is comfortable being honest with me because he has told me things that I didn't want to hear and I've handled it well, when he tells me something awesome about me, I believe him because he has no reason to lie. Mm. So mm. when the same person who told me, hey, I I like you, you're special, but I don't want to move forward in this relationship with you, when he continues after that to say, you're one of the most amazing people I know... I can believe him. Compliment sandwich. Yes, it's a compliment sandwich. So we kind of touched on this with what you just talked about in, in polysanity. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to that. I think, um, of course, I always have something to Go add because it. I'm a giant blabbermouth fucking asshole. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Thank you for your honesty, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, oh, blow. <laughs> blow the tip. Jesus Christ. Um I think there's something in this communication to understand. Whenever you say, because I, 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 when I read that, it was kind of like, oh, there's a trigger because people are like, they don't like what you're going to say, or they weren't re- like people say, hey, I want you to tell me everything. I can handle it. Tell me everything. I want you to be completely o- honest. And then you're like, well, I'm not that into you, and I dream about fucking your sister all day. Um, and then they're like blown away, and now they're all butthurt, and they're lighting your car on fire. Um, and that comes to a point that there's it has to be some compassion when people give you permission to be honest with them have a little compassion that maybe what they mean is i can handle what i have experienced and had the chance to process on my own not necessarily what's in your fucking demented head that i've never seen in my life well in that example i think having being able to say i'm i'm not that into you or you know you're you're a nice person but i don't see us going anywhere maybe you can leave out the part where you want to fuck her sister mm-hmm. like that's the tactful honesty mm-hmm. there's a there's a no limit. that's omission of honesty actually. no no that's no. that's 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 called not going for the jugular yeah, you know it's just not that's being not brutally honest yeah because that's just being brutal but she asked for honesty dick see that's what i'm saying <laughs> Whatever. I am a dick. Well, here's the thing. It just depends on the person. Because if somebody were to tell me that, well, I don't have a sister. But, you know, if somebody were to tell me that, I'd I'd probably just be like, well, good luck, you know. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. But I'm good. It depends on depends on the person. You know, if you if you if you stick your dick in crazy, don't expect a good response to Mm -hmm. the bad news. You've got to tell them. I like that. That's a song. (laughs) Stick your dick in crazy. We have. It's It's a ukulele song. I started writing it at Abyss's house. Oh, cool. So uh, we, we good on honesty? I think right. so. I think, yeah. we're, I think we're good. We're, I'm honestly good. Oh, you're honest. Thank you for your honesty. Aww. <laughs> uh, the, other, the other one I've got is, um, it's a blog I wrote a little while ago. So I like writing smut. Slut. Smut because you're a whore. Because I'm, I'm, now I'm a whore that gets laid. But. Trash bags. Uh, smut. Smut slut. Your next smut. story has to be about trash bags. Bending over in the aisle. I can do Seductively. That. I can make a trash bag sexy. Make a trash bag sexy. Right. It's going in your ass. <laughs> if you don't fuck right. All right. Well, smut's hot. 
Uh, we all love reading smut. And sometimes when I'm reading someone else's smut, my practical brain starts thinking, oh, shit, did they put on a condom? It's like I, this, ha- this happened to me today when I was reading someone's story about something. And it's like, well, wait, did they? It was a true story. But did they do this part? Um, same things with things like when it's a BDSM story, things like safety and negotiation and aftercare and safe words. And there's this one in particular. I read this account of a scene that someone had over the weekend. This was a few weeks ago. And uh, it was really intense. And at the end of his account of the scene, he he didn't include the aftercare. So I'm reading it and I'm experiencing <laughs> it as the sub because everything you read is you process it as if it, if you're, you put yourself in the story. Mm-hmm. And I actually had to send him an email and go, was there aftercare? <laughs> and he wrote me back. He's, of course there was aftercare. I just didn't put it in the story. I'm like, I need aftercare. <laughs> you need wow. aftercare that after reading but... <laughs> That's almost scary, but kind of cute, but kind of scary. A little scary. Once he told me that it had happened and kind of said, no, no, of course there was cuddling and we were, you know, no, of course I was there and it happened. And I was like, okay, I'm good now. Thanks. And he's like typing this going, holy <laughs> fuck, this bitch is whack. Which is funny because I'm, I'm visioning in my head, like if you had sent me that and I would have been all. <laughs> Abyss gives a sinister, sadistic smile. There was no cuddling. There was no what? cuddling. None. There must be cuddling. There I was think... just not with you because you haven't been good enough yet. <gasps> oh, no. oh. Here's you... my list of things I need you to do in order to get cuddling. Oh, uh, you see, look now it. she's all of a sudden. In she... case she's all, I can do that. I can make <laughs> Here, that happen. Give me the list. <laughs> give me the list. <laughs> oh goodness. So I think uh, I think there's a benefit when I do write smut. I usually even if it's just an offline like there's there was one story where uh, the girl is in the bathroom and she's thinking oh no I I haven't negotiated like at least it's acknowledged that that's a a part of this Um, and especially with the book like with Fifty Shades getting popular and people like going oh we're gonna we're gonna read this story about people who do kinky things and now I know how now I'm an expert on how to do kinky things like they don't they don't show up at a dungeon they don't get into the community don't find themselves on FetLife they're reading books that don't include this stuff Mm -hmm. um so i just i like to put it out there uh if you're writing smutty stuff and there's a chance that it's gonna be read by a a widespread audience maybe you know include the important safety stuff and i don't think it has to necessarily be unsexy i think you can make negotiation porn you're you're doming people's fantasy writing actually i'm not because in the blog that i wrote about this i said this is just how i do things uh, you don't you don't have to do anything you, you don't want to do. It's, it's yeah, because I don't but, think it's real but, sexy but to hear about condoms it. coming out. I mean, like I, I that's I a reality do. that I have to do. Um, I, in, I remember thinking how sexy it is when a condom get like I hear the wrapper unwrap. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm got to. Okay, well that's so that's the so, one that turns you on. But then it's like, and you know that's something we do because STDs STIs are are real and we have to do that. But when I'm in fantasy mode, I want to think that. I am impenetrable to disease. I don't want to think, ooh, in my fantasy, I might fucking, you know, get chlamydia. That's that's not part of my fucking yeah. fantasy. Then I so I understand if you're going to do it specifically to, like, create, like, hey, we're going to, you know, I'm going to write a few that include that into it because, you know, there's a moral community ethical obligation. But I don't think it should be something that you're like, hey, everybody, if you're going to write, no. put a condom on your character. I just uh, unless it's a giant condom that fills like a hefty bag and you get anal after it. Why do you guys just look at me? Because there are no words, Boogie. 
I'm just saying, don't fuck. I don't, I don't want to wear rubbers in the I fantasy. Can, I can see both sides because even when the big porn debate came out, like saying that you have to wear a condom mm-hmm. in, in the thing, to me, it, it really didn't bother me either way. No, um, I, it my it bothered my my husband was a pornographer. It bothered the fuck out of him. Really? He hated yeah. that law. He hated it. But See, you know, it was his livelihood. And and to me, it really I guess because as a nurse, I'm like, yay, yeah, <laughs> yay. But so. I would feel I would feel bad for like husbands and wives who are do do porn together, and mm. now they have to wear condoms when it's like this is my fucking husband. Like, I, uh, well, I don't know, dude. I I had my ex husband. We fucked with a condom every time. So mm. was that so you wouldn't get preggers? Yeah. Okay. That's a good reason. I had a vasectomy when I was 23. Just thought I'd throw that out there to the ladies, but you got to have a, a test. To, right. What? No, let's move on. Oh, Kathy right. gave us a sign. What a great time to move on. <laughs> and what are we going to do now? Perverted man box. Oh, pervert. Wait, which one? I, don't, I can't read. What? It's right here on your potato. Jingle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even potato. It's a cup. It's forever potato Perverted mailbox. Blah, blah, blah. This is stuff we read. We actually got emails Woo. because we actually had a show. And now people are like, hey, there you are. And here's some things. And now we read them. Do you want to read yours first? No, or? no. I'm, I'm saving this one because I, <laughs> I love this one. This is my baby. All right. We, got, we actually got an email from, a, from someone that's pretty well known on FetLife. And a, a friend of mine. And it should be a friend of yours, but you all don't read blogs. Um Intermind. Hi, Intermind. So he uh, he sends a, an email saying, seriously, I'm a podcast junkie. He starts listing off all these podcasts that we're not going to tell you about because you want to listen to they're not as awesome as ours. Because they're not ours. But <laughs> nice. he basically, he listens to one or two podcasts a day during his commute and during exercise. He does exercise. He works out. What's up? Kegels? Man. <laughs> what, are man- what are kegels for men? Magels? Sure. Managels? Bagels. Managels? Bagels? <laughs> Bagels. bagels. Okay, there's the winner. He gets the winner. So Interminds so are doing his bagels. Wait, so he goes on to say, your podcast is fucking awesome. The lead dude is awesome, geeky, but relatable and fun. That's you, Boogie. What? Do you, what? That's you. And the girls, me. that's us. They rock. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, he loved it big time. Great job. Well produced. And he's hooked. That's right. Intermind is hooked on our podcast, so you should wow. be too. And he will teach mm. us how to do magels. <laughs> we, we should all look at the camera and say hi Didn't to Intermind. Ju- hi. Hi, Intermind. Okay. Okay, what? Is <laughs> that it? Was that that's, the only that's one? That's, hey, yeah, this, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I'm cool. saying that was that's a great a really one. one. I don't so. take compliments very well. I know. You you're, you're looking a little cagey. You have this like cagey. I like hate like, mail. I'm like, like, I like Intermind. I like, I like the stuff he writes. And, and just, just say thank you. Thank, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> okay. It was very nice. That's And we're very glad. Did you see the cagey look on his face? He looked cagey. I don't do. I See, I have hate mail. <laughs> hate mail. Give us the hate mail. Hey, okay. Please. All right. It's not really hate mail. It wasn't hate mail. As opposed to fucking magical. Because this was a complete narcissist oh. douche mail. Yes, I have to read pieces of this. Because it was fucking. Because I'm a narcissist douche. So I really appreciate the the <laughs> intensity of douchedom that occurred here. Okay. So the guy it starts out. And, it, and what makes it even better is. He said nice things in the beginning, likes the production, the voices, our, our connection together, whatever. But then he starts to tangent. 
<laughs> he starts to tangent into some things, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Like, yeah, we're going to shorten the show, you know, a little bit. But he's like, <laughs> I'm sure you've given this a lot of thought and you have your reasons. But a top quality 20, 30 to minute podcast is easier for me to fit in my schedule. A full hour is kind of hard. I get interrupted. I skim listen. I check social media and email. I'm just not in the position to give my full attention for an uninterrupted hour. And I work part-time at home in my pajamas in my mom's basement. (laughs) He didn't write that one. He did not write that. Just something to think of. And I'm just like, I was like, oh, my God. He's just saying, this doesn't work. You guys who I've never met, just can you make this happen? Because while I'm skimming... Just did you guys not get that? Is that just me? No, no. That my my, my, awesome my, my, my thought process was, well, then if you only can do 20 minutes at a time, A, you need to work out more. And B, uh, press pause. Pause. Just pause. pause or stop. Li- are you that fucking OCD that if you can't, I can't handle these guys do an hour. You know, regular talk shows on regular radio do five hour shows. Five times a day? We do one hour a week. Really? Oh but the thing You're that, that OCD me- that you're like, I have to finish listening. I get, God damn it, I don't want to listen. This sucks. I have to listen. I have to listen. I have no, to listen. No, I don't like, think- you're I- that stressed. Go to a meeting, dude. But I- he, he Get w- some support. That he wants Turn it off. To- turn the fucking podcast oh. off. Say, fuck you. Your podcast <laughs> sucks after 20 minutes. Okay, okay. You can let someone else talk now? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Calm down. Maybe find your sister. What? <laughs> breathe. Shh. Breathe. I think this breathe. is awesome. But you're not letting anyone else talk. There you go. Uh-oh. We got oh. what we asked for. <laughs> I think it's amazing that he actually thinks we should adjust the show for his timetable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the attitude that he actually said that is so hilarious. It gets better. Can oh, I talk God. now? Isn't no, it? what did you say? What were you going to say? Jump in. No. I'm... It's a talk show. You jump in. Wow. Just go in. Just no, please... fuck you, Boogie. I'm talking. Say Do it. it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say but it. Fuck you. I'm talking, but please continue. That's not talking. <laughs> go for it, Boogie. I'm just excited because it's good mail. <laughs> and we're excited. We want to hear the rest of this. Okay, great. Order. I hope I in the future. Okay, this great. Order. Then I'll read this. I hope in the future you'll have more entertainment and less well-meant, heartfelt, but basically amateur common sense advice. The stuff isn't all that entertaining, and because you're not professionals, there's a limit to how valuable it is. Oh also, also, I'd like to point out, <clears throat> I am a professional. I'm a licensed nurse. Fuck off. I just think it's awesome. <laughs> no, this is pure fucking gold because in one sentence, he tells us that it's nice, but basically our entire cumulative collective experiences as human beings is worthless <laughs> because we went longer than 20 minutes while he's in his pajamas. This is fucking awesome. I, just, I fucking love this guy. I really don't understand why you love this I so much. I fucking love this because it's just awesome to just, it's like internet thing. Like when you're like, there are no real people on the internet where you just type. You're like, yes, I will control the world. World of Warcraft, second life. Yes, I am the czar. And then you don't ever realize that that maybe this the world isn't about me, and, and but it's just I fucking thought it was awesome. Whatever, say whatever you want. I think the guy rocks. I want him on the show. I think the guy rocks too. You're just sucking up because he's a friend of mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> did, but seriously, did you did you email him back and no, go? No, I didn't. I did. 
Uh, he did. He did. Oh, no. Yeah, he did. No, yeah, he did. And this is exactly yeah. what no, I said. No, no, LOL. No. Dude, you rock. You're a total douche narcissist. I love you. Happy face. We're going to give the advice as authorities on our own experience. That is awesome that you don't like it. I had a blast reading your letter. Thank you, Boogie. He, he did send you one back. Oh, he did. He said. He was funny. He said, thanks for getting back to me. I feel I should let you know that a total douche narcissists are the next window over. I'm a self-absorbed, faux-uretide fuckwit. <laughs> Eurydite fuckwit. Eurydite. I can't see these glasses He's right now. He's a faux-uretide fuckwit. Faux-uretide? A faux? Faux. Well, I gotta be, I, my, my life experiences are invaluable, so I should be dumber. <laughs> faux? That's fair. I will say you did. He handled, you two he are, handled yeah, it well. You did. I think that was awesome. I'm so happy you're excited. I know, you're so I love hate mail because this guy thought about it. This isn't some fucking idiot fucking junior high. This isn't some idiot junior higher that just sat there and said, you guys suck. Why don't you do more tits? This guy thought about it. Put in time. I respect that. Mm. More tits? More tits? I like it. All right, is that it? Oh, really? I did did see your post, Missy. I did see your post. Yes. I thought y'all didn't read blogs. No, no. It wasn't even a blog. It was a <laughs> freaking thing. She is she is trying to see how many times we can hit her during the show. <laughs> and now, yeah. Yeah, I read that. Well, I go get that. smacked. Go. Come go. here. Abyss. Come here. Go. Come here. Come here. Hang on. Yeah, oh. knock oh. over the damn table, too. It's not like we're recording or anything. <laughs> oh, just, She's on. just excited yeah. to get smacked. Yeah. Just put it up to the microphone so we can hear the... What are you smacking? I don't know. Give me your boobs. No, no. we titty slapped last time. The face smack? Okay, now wait. You should preface this. Oh, Just the first time, though. This is, this is completely consensual. If he actually I, likes I her. I like this. All right, go. Get it. Mm. 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 Yay! One to each side. <laughs> Once again, we'd like to preface with that uh, these are only certain people that Fee allows you can't just walk up to <laughs> Fee you know, over the hefty it. bag section and be like, hey, bitch, how did you like this? Yeah. No. With consent. With consent. And, and, and Can also, we go out Sunday? We were talking to, We were talking about pain that processes that ple- as pleasure. This, this That's for one me, of them. is one of the things. Yeah. Like face slapping. You know, because not everyone was slapped as a child and humiliated, so mm-hmm. it's for them it's just you know, a I sexy kind of pain. I know somebody who was slapped at a, as a child and humiliated, and she's having a lot of trouble trying to reconcile with herself why she likes it now mm. when in the past it was so humiliating i had my whole childhood i was smacked mm. fucking constantly in the face yeah. and it was a humiliation and for and for me like uh, face smacking took a lot for me to start to enjoy because it was the instant i'm gonna fucking kill you if you hit me in the face i'm not i i, 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 call, like I call it. it i call it i call it a kiss on the cheek with the palm of your hand Oh, because I can still feel the kiss. Oh, I can still yeah. feel the kiss. All right, are we going to? Are we going to the next? Yes. Let's go to the next. We we smacked fee. Everything's yes. good. Oh, if you're gonna play in public, yes, there is a way. Dungeon etiquette will be expected from you. Perverted podcast will teach you how not to be a douche. Have you ever seen someone do something at your local dungeon or private BDSM party that just pisses you off? Daily. <laughs> this is the time where we talk about how not to be that guy or that girl. So today we are talking about, well, loud talking. Boogie. Lo- what? In the dungeon or at, on the podcast? <laughs> In the dungeon. Pervertedpodcast.com, mm. goddammit. Uh, we have all been guilty of this faux pas. 
but it really sucks when you're trying to have an intimate moment with your uh, top or your bottom and you hear someone just outside your scene going on about what they had for dinner and how it might be making them gassy. Ah! Or hearing the gassiness, by the way. Oh, that too, yeah. Where they sneak in the hallway and they're like, okay, I'm cool, and they like fart right in your vlog. Oh, basically, uh, that can just turn your scene into shit, and uh, it's like someone raking their nails down a chalkboard. We don't have that here, Snarf Snarf. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Snarf! Thundercats! What? There was actually, uh, a friend of mine was in a scene uh, about a month ago or so, and as uh, they're in it, and it was like super intense, it was like one of those intense types of scenes, the people in the hallway that were joking rather loudly about crop dusting, Hmm. which is juvenile to begin with. Crop dusting, for those who don't know, (laughs) is farting while walking away, so you are leaving your stink trail for others to enjoy. (laughs) I had I had never heard that in my life. I'm going to do that all the time. You do. What are you talking about? Whoa! He, yeah, you do. Yeah, but you know, I'm a there, crop duster. There is a difference between somebody who's talking too loud where they're not supposed to, and the dungeon monitor should be coming by and telling them to be quiet, versus somebody doing a scene in which their yells and their cathartic release that they're doing is so intense that it's disturbing everyone else. You really can't stop somebody if they do that because that's their scene and it's in public. The other you can stop. They need to be told right. to be quiet. Yeah, that's that actually yeah. the uh the I will say when I am working as a dungeon monitor, that is probably uh the biggest infraction I'm constantly shushing people. And it, to be honest, it's it's not malicious. It's because people are just excited. Holy shit, they're in a dungeon. Oh my god, did you see that? And that fist is going yeah. there and is it but it Bring it down a notch. Yeah. Inside voices. Inside voices. I mean, I don't know. Going back to the the play scene where those are your screams and moans and, and whatever. Um, I don't know. It really is a fucked up conversation because when you clear an entire main room because now nobody can focus on their scene because you're testing the limits of your fucking lungs. I really do think there should be some sort of limit. Or you should be able to tell the top... Or the bottom, hey, maybe you should wear a ball gag and then you can grunt as loud as you want. But if, I don't know, it's, it's, you don't want to stop someone's freedom and whatever, but once your freedom and screaming has like ruined everyone else's scene, isn't, is there like a middle ground? The, or? The, the, as a DM, we can pull them aside afterwards and, or if they're going to see their, if this is a constant thing. You can request that, like, hey, guys, why don't we get you one of the private rooms mm-hmm. so it's not in the main area? Because if, if you're in a private room and you're screaming your head off, yeah, then, well, okay, that's that's your experience. But if you're in the middle of the main area and you're yeah, clearing there's, there's, it. There's basically, you know, 10 other play spaces that now are kind of unusable. Yeah. You know what will fix it? Anal. Crop dusting. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to go right there and just gas them. Just gas them. I do think that there's a tendency, and there's a, there are certain certain parties here that have more of this. Uh, there's the the younger one, um, mm-hmm. where I feel like it's kind of early on in their in their kink life, and they're kind of exaggerating their sounds because it sounds sexy. Like yes. when you like do porn sounds on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, uh, not, you're not really into uh, it. Uh, 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 we yeah. haven't touched you. 
<laughs> We've done. I've seen it. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, especially if you're kind of new to this and you're, you're really excited and you want to show your top a good time and because you you want to make all the noises that you know they like, but you know, just kind of authentic noises are sexier than fake ones. Just be authentic, and you shouldn't ah. go nuts. Ah. <laughs> Just, ah. Is that for like a walrus? Ah. <laughs> Oh, llama. He's going llama. Oh, oh no. That's a, uh, come on. If you heard someone make llama, I mean, we have snarf snarf, but if you heard a llama in I, the dungeon. I, I would be forced to check on that scene and make sure the person isn't choking to death. <laughs> I think llama sex is awesome. You know, llamas have curly dicks and they That's... fuck for a really long time. Because they can't get it out? No, no, they just do. Llamas are badass. Fuck off. Whatever. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. It's, uh, oh, it's me. It's you. <laughs> it's you. Hey, look, I pushed the button, all right? Love and sex questions answered by the sagely wise and awesome us. <laughs> we really are working this out. It's only our second show. I swear, I swear, perverted <laughs> podcast listeners, just stick with us a couple more. I'm getting, I'm getting it worked out. I promise. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Go read the next part. That's you. It's, what? I already did it. It's fee. But whatever. Just it's, fucking go. It's still you. Look, yeah. it's, it's still you. This oh, yeah. is an abortion. <laughs> because don't read it. Just don't. Just it's advice. You right, mail us on perverted podcast. Just remember what? that we're not therapists. Okay. Yeah, we are not yeah. therapists. We're not the we're not rapists. Ther- we're not we're the rapists either. <laughs> well. Some of us. Hey, yeah. hey. Hey. Anyway. Consensually. Consensually. Always consensually. Yes. All right. So we had a we had a question from a listener. Was, I actually thought was pretty cool. So her thing was, when you're in a new and committed relationship, how do you get past the fear that doing something new will muddy the water? Uh, I'm going to just bring this down. She's in a new relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kinky. He's a little new to the whole idea, but she's also still exploring. So how does she not kind of go full steam ahead with the whole here do all this stuff and be a domly man for me uh without scaring him off a little like how do you how do you temper your speed that you want to go into kink with with someone who's maybe a little bit behind you well i would i would definitely suggest um maybe bdsm porn like watching porn together and say hey does any of this stuff kind of you know hey that looks like fun you know you can also introduce non-threatening toys like if you pull out a set of sounds or you know (laughs) full hood you know that that maybe not something you want to start with but maybe like you know say you're cooking dinner together and you're in the kitchen and you're like oh grab this wooden spoon and kind of smacky smacky smack and I can get smack high. Ha- what do you do? Smack and smack and smack. Oh, you like smack and smack and smack. I like these smack and smack and smack. You know, or, yeah, or some dishwashing. Exactly. So now this is a relationship. Is it? She just said she started the relationship. It's a new relationship, uh, but also um, she doesn't want to push all the kinks on him too fast. There's a lot of complications in moving forward with her list of curiosities. Yeah, you're... and here's the big one. I think he does some of the kinks now just to make me happy. Oh, I'd like for him to take a more dominant role. Yeah, that's that's mm. nice work if you can get it. It really, I mean, this really comes down to uh, first off. Before I, I I address the actual person, this is uh, this is why you spend a little more time negotiating your relationships before you make your commitments into relationships to find out if you have those common grounds 
that are going to make you happy because the reality is this is going to now be a challenge. This is a challenge. Turning somebody dominant who is not necessarily dominant or likes to be that way either might happen over an amount of time where they understand the process or it's never going to happen. Or maybe he's a bottom. Maybe he identifies more in a submissive. And in that case, you're never going to get a strong dominant energy. You may get him to do things to you, um, which can still be wonderful and fulfilling, but it doesn't, you're, this is now a struggle that you're going to have. This is something I've had a bit of experience with because my, my husband and I were a little kinky in the beginning, mostly because I was driving it because I wanted it and, and he was interested in it. So trying it and we had some good, some good role playing, some good fun stuff that we did. But then over time, it wasn't really naturally him to be that kind of dominant that I wanted. And because I'm the type of submissive that I am, if he doesn't want it, then I am, yeah, okay. I guess that's not a thing we do anymore. And uh, it's basically as soon as I started dating again, it was like head first back into the world of kink because this is something that's just, it's been me my whole life. Um, it's It's a horrible feeling when you think your top is doing it for you only and not because they're getting something out of it too that's the worst it depends on, well i mean here's the thing i'll argue for, with that for our type of if, if if you want that intensity but once again it's kind of you know i gave the dismal outlook but there's also a positive outlook because i know people that are in relationships they got kids they've been married 10 years they're locked in and the one really wants it and the other doesn't really want it and the person has a lot of struggles with that. And at that point, you really do have to say, how core is my kink to me being who I am? Am I going to stop this relationship if they're not interested in being poly or exploring playing with other people or whatever? I, I think at the best of times, we all have a lot of trouble finding people who where our kinks align. Just to find people, it, it takes a lot of work. If you're already in a committed relationship and you're venturing into the kink world and you're hoping that your kinks align, it's a crapshoot. And if and I think that that's what, going back to our talk about polyamory, that's what makes people, forces them to try polyamory because you're, you're locked in, as you said, to this relationship. And, and if your kink is a, a really core part of who you are, you have no choice but to look outside the marriage to get that and Presto, you're polyamory whether you like it or not. Also, I don't think that um, necessarily, I mean, you can go slower routes too. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that down the road he's not going to find something that really does turn him on that, the, you know, you guys can work with. I would suggest classes. If you have a local dungeon in the area, go to classes, you know, watch stuff online, include each other in your exploration and, you know, maybe start, you know, again, it, it's it's also communication, making sure you talk to each other, see if this and I had to basically uh, end it with somebody because our kinks didn't align and he wasn't dominant enough for me. And I realized that that was something that was huge for me. And um, if it's not in you, sometimes it's just not in you. I ya. think I mean, I, from the from the message that we got, he is she says he's on FetLife. He's a, he's listens to the podcast. He wants to. He wants to be a part of this with her. So there is an interest. And I think uh, it's it's if if she's at full speed ahead and he's still at the beginning, 
um, she might have to temper. She might slow down. He, I mean, here's the other thing: if until if he there, can catch up, if there's willingness there, that's all you need in any mm-hmm. relationship. If there's willingness, and that's where you find that compromise, you may. This person may never be, you know, the fucking uber hair whipping, you know, chest hair whipping in the wind, you know, kind of uber Fabio <laughs> dominant. But he may care enough about his partner to learn different levels of intensity. And in that, he will become more aggressive. Or if it's the other case where the female needs to be the dominant, she will learn that. If there's that care there for each other to nurture that relationship... First off, it's going to work out how it's going to work out. But you may not get everything you want, but sometimes you get what you need. You get what you need. <laughs> there's also, besides polyamory, there's poly play, too. There's that. And that is a, a that's, thing. That's a thing. That's, that's my thing. I think mean, that's good. I think this is a hard, it's a hard thing, but if you guys care about each other and you're communicating, man, you got a better chance than if you don't. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. God and thank damn. you for sending it in. Yep. Can we can we do a song now? You gotta, you wait, gotta, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Why? What's the say? <laughs> I'll just do it. it. I'll just we'll do, just it. do it. it. Please send your kink, love, relationship, and sex questions in 100 words or less to pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and put a wor- the word advice in the subject line so we we know that's what you're asking mm-hmm. us for. Mm-hmm. I just want to sing the song. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. This is the only thing. It may not work, but are you guys going to sing this with me? This is a really serious song. It's, it's very it, serious. It wraps up the whole show. Yes. By the way, we sing a song at the end of show. Deal with it. <laughs> you guys want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. You got it. your lyrics? Yeah. All right, fuck it, let's do it. This is a serious song, by the way. <laughs> There's Very a serious okay. message. Seriously. If you let a dog lick your balls, oh, wow. tomorrow, tomorrow you might feel strange. If you get drunk at a party and let nine guys pound your poon. bitch. Tomorrow, Tomorrow, you might feel strange. Come on. Sometimes impulsive fantasies make really lame realities. Okay, this one's important. It's never actually happened to me, I swear. (laughs) If you get caught jacking off into your stepmom's underwear. Tomorrow, you might feel strange. If you go to the emergency room to get an object removed from your ass ah, tomorrow, <laughs> you might feel like a peanut butter jar. Oh. Sometimes impulsive fantasies make really lame realities. While you're horny, all is fair game. It's dangerous to let your crutch replace your brain. For tomorrow, it might fuck with your head. Or Or your your job. job. Follow me. Or Or your family. family. Or Or other other personal personal relationships. relationships. Not Not saying it's it's bad bad or immoral. immoral. As As long as as you're not hurting someone else and it's among consenting consenting adults, adults, it's all good. Just Just saying think think about about it first. first. Okay. Okay. Thank Thank you. you. can't believe we actually pulled that off. <laughs> if you put on women's clothes and ask a cop for a cavity search. You're asking for it. You're tomorrow. tomorrow. You, you might, might feel strange. strange. 
If the video of you sucking dick winds up on the internet. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> Happened twice. <laughs> feels strange. Sometimes impulsive fantasies make irreversible consequence late in realities. Hair big ending, hair soft, sweet. is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and hosts and stuff. Fee, Abyss, Boogie, and Kathy. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. Or you suck! We suck. Let's let's lose that part. And finally, please consider being a monthly supporter of FetLife so we have something to actually talk about each week. Until next week, week three. three. Enjoy being your damn kinky self. We are out of here! (laughs) 